Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. Welcome back to another podcast. And tonight I thought I'd start getting into some common language and uh, building wide attention getter and basically move into procedures and routines. And we started talking about positive behavior intervention supports and multi-tiered systems of support for behavior and all the good things. And I see that's getting a lot more attention now in the news even and articles on uh, PBIS, which has been around for a long time now. So if you're not doing that as a leader, as a principal, you should be because that's a great way to instill behavior into your students while teaching them the correct behaviors. And that's the key is teaching them the behaviors that are needed. And uh, I ran across something just recently uh, just saw this online posted uh, from a colleague and it was from the Midwest Symposium for Leadership and Behavior Disorders and of course has to deal with uh, students and behavior which we're concentrating on a lot right now and they said in part of understanding equity um, to illustrate their point they showed that black students are 235 percent more likely to receive in-school suspension based on data that they collected and 250% more likely to receive out of school suspension and 435% more likely to be expelled when compared to white students. Um, Wow, quite a differing set of stats um, or sobering set of stats, I should say. And that kind of goes back to a lot of the things I keep saying all along is that you have to understand the demographics and understand the kids and the students that you're working with and understand your demographics of that building so that you can work with your students well and understand things like uh, 40 developmental assets and things that students need to succeed in school and the ability to develop relationships and develop empathy in your students and using positive behavior intervention supports as a way to reteach behavior and to get students in the mindset of success and and there's a lot out there about restorative justice right now as well and restorative justice to me fits in with positive behavior supports because you're bringing uh, the student together with whatever problem it was uh, as kind of a a way to figure out a restitution and letting them know this impacts other students and impacts other people and impacts the community and the school and you're trying to bring the whole package together to show them how their behavior can impact and then how they can make it better basically and problem solve and get back to what needs to happen within the building and that's uh that's part of positive behavior intervention supports to me so it's always been a part of it, but the, the term, of course, has been really big all of a sudden, and it's being used a lot more in the secondaries, and, and they're doing more things uh, like the elementaries have done, but under the terms or the vocabulary of uh, restorative justice. And um, I think I, I wanted to start tonight, I mean, our, our district, the district I was in, is actually meeting right now. I'll be anxious to see how they come out because they're deciding the largest district in Uh, the Omaha, Nebraska area, about 54,000 students trying to decide how they're going to start school in the fall. 
So there's some discussion and some plans coming out, and the plans are coming out all over the country on how they're going to do this and whether they're going to have uh, buildings at full capacity and whether they're going to have uh, uh, shortened days or they're going to have half students on certain days. And, and they're doing that same thing here. They're trying to decide whether they're going to do some alternate days and uh, split a Wednesday and share uh, other days. It's going to be interesting to see if that actually happens and whether they're going to have to wear masks every day and there's a long way to go. It's going to be hard for some families, uh, disadvantaged families that may not be uh, ready for daycare. It's going to be hard enough for the ones that can get daycare if their kids are only there certain days during the week. So there's a lot of things to look at and a lot of things to consider during this. And one of the things I've said all along is the technology has been an issue with uh, getting students that even playing field and uh, OPS has stepped up and purchased iPads through some of their stimulus stimulus money for every student in the district. And a lot of districts have stepped up to purchase more technology to make it easier to work from home, as well as internet access. They actually included internet access, which was a, a good move because a lot of families are not going to have internet access as well. And that was a good move on their part. But um, daycare and some of those other issues and still... Um, being out of school, there's less chance of being uh, finding child abuse and uh, working as a principal for 10 years in a high-poverty building. I know exactly the things that happen and the things that you miss if the kids aren't in session and how you can meet the needs of a lot of those kids by them being in session. So um, a lot is happening tonight. So I'll be anxiously waiting to see what actually happens there. But I want to get back to, we've been talking a lot about our pyramid of supports, and one of the things that is uh, instrumental to that also is a, a building-wide attention getter. And there's a lot of different uh, things out there, and the one that I always used was uh, Give Me Five, and then when we moved to uh, uh, the focus school, we uh, teacher suggested changing it to Fast Five, which is even shorter, so that you could just raise your hand and say, uh, fast five instead of give me five but basically give me five was an attention getter and then I would teach that in the morning news and I would teach that in assemblies in the beginning of the year assemblies and I would have teachers teach that on the first day of school for their classrooms and it would be the building wide attention getter that was also part of the building of our common language for that school because no matter where they are in that building, they should be able to hear fast five and they ought to know exactly what that means. And if you're training your students and modeling it and practicing and reinforcing the concept, they'll know that give me five means five different things. I mean, it actually means eyes are on the speaker, your mouth is quiet, so you're listening, listening to whoever is speaking. And I always tell them, any adult in this building that's speaking to you, you're re listening and ready. And then that third one was your ears are listening. And then fourth was your hands are free and you're still. And then five was your body is still. And there's different ways of teaching these. I mean, you could say you also freeze or you have different things to memorize within that. But then everybody in the building teaches those, what that looks like and those expectations for that procedure, which becomes part of your procedures and routines for that building. So that as an attention getter, Anybody can do that at any time, and the kids from practicing it know exactly what it means, and they do it really fast, and you get them to do it really fast, and you get it to be almost a game 
that you tell them that wasn't fast enough we're going to try it again and then you do it again and you say ah oh, that wasn't very fast so let's try it again i used to do that at assemblies all the time and they'd get much faster at it and pretty soon you could say i, I should be able to raise my hand without even saying fast five and you should see me immediately and know what the action is you need to do which is pay attention, close your mouth, and so on. So um, those things, they learn real fast, but it's a great attention getter and one of those things that can pull people together really fast as a building as you're starting the year and give you plenty of time then to address other things at assemblies and to start talking about your general procedures and routines. And the staff should be routinely using this attention getter, whatever it may be, that fast five or whatever it may be, and the terminology to develop that common language around the building so that the kids know the same language from everybody and they hear the same language from everybody. And then anytime you have the assemblies, classrooms, uh, uh, you're in specials, you're in the lunchroom, and so on, anywhere in that building, they'll know exactly what that means. And then you're also building at the same time you're building procedures and routines around around your three B's and we talked about that your school guidelines and your school guidelines can be whatever you set up with your staff and your if you have a safe schools team or whatever you're calling it um, our team came up with ours and brought it back to the staff and then adjusted them and we ended up with the three B's I know I've told you that before but the be respectful be responsible and be safe and then we defined our expectations for each one of those, um, what it means to be respectful in the common areas, what it means to be respectful in the cafeteria, what it means to be respectful in the playground or recess, um, passing in the passing areas in the halls, the breezeways, si uh, sidewalks, uh, restrooms, arrival and dismissal, bus areas, assemblies, and gym, and any of your areas that you can think of throughout the school. And then you also define what it means to be responsible in all those different areas and then what it means to be safe if that's your one of your guidelines and then our guidelines we built uh, those expectations around each one and we'd often model them or we demonstrate them uh, sometimes you can have kids model them and it's more effective if you have um, the kids should be able to recite them put it that way and the kids should understand what they are and if you ask students in the hallway they should be able to tell you what they are. I mean, our kids at any time could tell you that our guidelines were the three B's. They could tell you that it's be respectful, be responsible, and be safe. So that should be able to happen anytime an adult asks them that. And they should also um, be totally aware of other procedures and routines that you're teaching. And there's a lot of things that you can teach for your building to make it more successful. And we'll get into some more of those in the, the future here. And we'll also get into some of the de-escalation techniques and individual techniques with students and there's just a lot of information and there's a lot of great stuff out there and I've told you before kind of continue to look at some of the things by Randy Sprick and uh, um, Bill Sprague I mean there's some really good stuff out there on positive behavior supports information intervention sports and you can find a lot of great stuff so there's not a lack of it by any means and I'll give you some things that worked really well for me in working individually with students and some real good tools as we continue this discussion in the future. But right now I want to end with a quote, and that quote is, you can't have unity without diversity, and that was by Richard Twiss. So continue to follow those uh, COVID guidelines. 
Uh, don't forget to continue to work together and let's try and collaborate and come up with some great ways of improving our schools. And don't forget we're getting into those seasons when you're the season when you're going to be getting close to voting. So if you want things to change, you got to make sure that you're a part of that change and you got to vote. Make sure that you have your voice heard and continue to stay safe out there and keep promoting positive leadership. And remember, culture changes through successful leadership. Until next time, stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAnderson Consulting.com.